Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So we got another listener email. Yay, I love listener emails. I do too. Thank you guys so much for writing in. We appreciate it. This one's from Morgan. Uh, She starts off, hi ladies, this is a light-hearted spooky story. Let's get into it. To preface, my husband and I are the complete opposite when it comes to sleep. He likes to stay up playing video games and I usually retire around 10 p.m. to bed. One night around 2 a.m. I was curled up in bed minding my own business and my husband comes busting in the door. I am of course startled, wondering why in the world he's interrupting my slumber. I was dead ass asleep. He proceeds to say, babe, I don't know if we need to sage the house or what, but I'm hearing some really strange noises. (laughs) I'm extremely agitated at this point and ask him what the hell he's talking about. I walk into the living room and he replies, I'm hearing a noise here, here, and here. He points to the hallway, the flower arrangement, and the laundry room. I'm squinting and trying to wake up as I stand in the living room like a fool trying to listen to hear these noises. I hear a clink coming from the metal flower pot and with wide eyes, he points adamantly. (laughs) I listen and then again, clink. Now at this point, I'm just tired and ready to go back to bed. I think to myself, hold my beer. I'm about to debunk the shit out of this. I calmly say, did you look inside the pot to see if there was anything that could be making that sound? He stammers, no, but I moved it around a bit. I'm not messing around now. I grab the handle of the flower arrangement, proceed to pull the fake flowers out, and look inside. This paranormal activity he was so convinced about was a damn bug. (laughs) This bug was probably trying to climb out, and every time it tried, it would fall and clink at the bottom. I said, it's a damn bug! (laughs) The look on his face is like a child that has just realized the tooth fairy doesn't exist. He starts to backtrack and re- replies, Well, all of your ghost shows have made me jumpy. <laughs> I roll my eyes, so clearly he won't be watching kindred spirits or portals to hell with me any longer. <laughs> Is this how parents feel when their kids have nightmares after watching a scary movie? I reminded him that he's sitting in the dark room at 2 a.m. by himself and that anyone w- anyone's mind would start to play tricks on them. To appease him, like checking for monsters under their bed. Do you see a theme here? (laughs) I saged the house. We went to bed, but he was still convinced that there was something going on. I curled back into my blanket cocoon and told him to go to sleep. The next morning, he felt a little silly. I, of course, messaged my friends in a group chat about this. The next day, (laughs) they were howling. We all had a good laugh as I was complaining about how tired I was the next day. I recall my friend saying, I have to find a way to give him shit for this. I laughed it off, but I should have known she would follow through. A few days later, we got a package at our front door for my husband. We were puzzled because we weren't expecting anything. He opened it up, and what did he find? Sage. No, no, not the smudge stick, the spice. There was a note attached saying, for the next time, your house is haunted. My husband looked at me and said, oh, my God, when the realization hit, I guess you told them, didn't you? (laughs) You bet your ass I did. 
We laughed so hard. My friend got him good. He thought it was the best joke, and honestly, I think he was thoroughly impressed. Thank you for making me smile and laugh. Lots of love, and don't mistake bugs for ghosts. Morgan. That was great. That was. It's so awesome. (laughs) I get it, though. You can scare the shit out of yourself. You can. And she's right. Everyone's mind does that. It does. But yeah, alone, in the middle of the night, you've been watching (laughs) Portals to Hell. I can't. Yeah. I can't watch that stuff too close to bed. I know. Yeah, it'll fuck with you. All right. Thank you again for writing in. Um, I was going to tell a time-traveling joke, but you guys didn't like it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I told you stupid. That was no, my stupid what's joke. stupid is it took me a second to figure out what, what was going on. <laughs> okay. I have uh, workers are sharing the biggest mistake they've ever seen coworkers make. First one, my wife worked at a gas station and found out her coworker, who had been there for years, had been refilling the nap- napkin dispenser by cramming them one at a time through the front slot. Oh, my God. She walked up, unfastened the back, and apparently his jaw hit the floor. He had never considered that there might be a better way to do this. Really? Seriously? He'd been there for years? Really? <laughs> so how long... Do- how long did it take him? Like I don't know. It would have to take forever. Like this whole shift is yeah. all he was doing. All he's doing is putting napkins in there. I feel like every time he works, nothing gets done, but the napkins are always full. <laughs> uh, next one, working in pharmacy. A pharmacist gave a customer a flu shot and threw the used syringe in the container with the new syringes instead of the container to dispose them. Another pharmacist went to grab a new syringe later on and ended up getting stabbed with the used syringe. Oh, no. Caused a total shitstorm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a fuck up. Mm-hmm. Next one, putting all the patient's false teeth in a bowl together to soak on the dementia ward. It took us weeks to try and match patient to teeth and no they weren't marked up with patients names i doubt the right teeth ended up with the right patients it was guesswork oh my god oh my god that's terrible (laughs) i guess if one of them starts talking and then they fly out they'll know oh that doesn't go to you (laughs) or if someone's like hey this hurts yeah um oops Next one, at a Petco, all the guinea pigs were in a big plexiglass enclosure with a center divider. Boys on one side, girls on the other. An employee decided that all the long-haired guinea pigs should be on one side and short-haired on the other. It took forever to sort them out and all the females were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I worked as a radiation protection tech at a power plant that was refueling. My job was to sit outside of a contaminated area, and if anyone wanted to take something out of the area, tools, etc., I had to make sure it didn't have any radioactive particles on it. To do this, you wipe the tool with something like a tissue and then hold the tissue up to a machine called a frisker. If the needle on the frisker goes above a threshold, then the tool has to be cleaned or left in the area. One day, I come back to relieve a guy who had been sitting outside for 
uh, outside the area for two hours. He tells me there's been no issues and everything is cleared. I look at the frisk frisker, lean over, and turn the machine on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. <laughs> Next one, removing the plastic wrapping from a pellet of five-gallon cans of highly flammable acetone. He didn't have a box cutter, so he proceeded to melt it with a lighter. Oh, my God. This was in the middle of a commercial paint warehouse. Oh, my God. If it caught on fire, you would see it from space. Oh. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Next one, there was a guy who drove a forklift through a wall in a warehouse. We work in IT. It wasn't Michael Scott or Dwight. The guy was tasked with going to the storage area in the warehouse to get some laptops. When asked why he used the forklift, which he had never driven before or was even authorized to touch, he said, I thought it would help. Wow. People are stupid. Then he drove it through a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, my coworker at a bowling alley had to walk down a lane where a group of very young children, maybe uh, four to eight years old, were bowling to retrieve a ball that had stopped in the gutter about halfway down to the pins. When he had picked up the ball, my other coworker told him to walk it back down to the children. However, this guy had it in his mind that it would be best to bowl it back down to the group of small children oh instead. Oh my gosh. Luckily, one of the adults with the children was a big muscular guy who was able to stop the ball and pick it up without anyone getting hurt. What an idiot. What an idiot. What is the walk it down there? What's your problem? Oh my god. Next one, emptying a hot fryer oil into a plastic container. (laughs) Next one, he was making pizza and broke the pizza board, the thing with the handle you make the pizza on and then slide it into the pizza oven. I found the other one that he had, uh, I found the other one and he lost that. So I told him to make pizzas on one of the plastic cutting boards. He put the pizza into the oven on the board and left it. The board melted. No more pizza that day. What an idiot. Next one, he tried to retrieve his lighter from a deep fat fryer with his hands. <gasps> Boy, that was fun to clean up. Oh, wow. Next one, the office we worked in was shut down due to COVID, and the company went 100% remote. A new senior engineer was hired to work directly with our product team and also manage a team of developers. During our company-wide weekly Zoom meeting, after he was done presenting for the company, he turned his camera off but forgot to put it himself on mute. 100 plus people heard this man playing Fortnite and talking down about the company to someone else in the background, among other things. He only lasted a month. Uh, yeah. Duh. (laughs) Next one, I used to work as a pharmacy tech. Most antibiotics for kids come as a powder in a bottle. We had distilled water to make it liquid upon receiving prescriptions, as the solution only remains stable for 10 to 14 days, depending. One day, a father dropped an amoxicillin prescription for his child. The product was prepared and given to the father. He left. Two hours later, he came back and said the medicine smelled funny. I think, duh, medicine often does. But I still wanted uh, wafted the scent with my hand to the nose, and he was right. Something was off. I gave the bottle to the pharmacist. 
He agreed and made another bottle right away. The original antibiotic bottle smelled like straight-up alcohol. In a lab, we keep multiple solvents for many uses, water, simple syrup, mineral oil, and ethanol. One of the techs added ethanol to the antibiotic instead of water, and we were all flabbergasted as to how the mistake could have occurred because all the solvents are one, different sizes, two, different label colors, and three, identified in huge letters. We identified the tech guilty of the mistake, and they couldn't even say how that error occurred. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. That is very scary. What if he didn't smell it? Seriously? Just start giving it to your kid? Oh, my God. That's horrible. Next one, they took the wrong coffin to a funeral. Someone else had to drive to the cemetery with the correct deceased on board, and thankfully, they made it before the viewing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Uh, Next one, he parked in the CEO's reserved parking spot, a clearly defined area, and was surprised at the end of the workday to see that his car had been towed. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. Yeah. (laughs) Next one, they tried to cool down hot oil in a chute already to be emptied with a nice big bucket of water. I heard Thomas no, only to turn around to see a geyser of hot oil shooting towards the ceiling before it hit and splashed down around him. No one was hurt somehow. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, next one, I worked at Starbucks about six years ago. I had a newish coworker come up to me and ask why the water was going straight through the coffee and not changing color. He was trying to brew coffee without grinding the coffee beans. Oh, my gosh. I still have a good laugh about it every once in a while. (laughs) And my last one, I grabbed the arm of an intern once, right as he was about to grab a double zero gauge, the big wires that feed electricity through the whole building, barehanded to move it out of the way to show us a problem behind it. It was hot. He claimed it was fine because he was only going to touch one wire at a time. The lead electrician respectfully requested said intern be removed from his site before turning himself into carbon and paperwork. I agreed with this sentiment and had the intern watching OSHA videos for almost three days straight as punishment. (laughs) (laughs) And those were mine for the beginning. Okay, this week I did 21 readers talk about real-life spooky encounters they've lived through. In January, I was at a cousin's house. My husband went to the kitchen to prepare our baby daughter's bottle, and I stayed in the room with her. I was looking through the door that opened into the living room, and in my peripheral vision, I thought I saw him walk by and go over by the couch. He was just staring at me and smiling. But then, a few moments later, my husband came out from the kitchen and walked into the room with the baby's bottle. (gasps) Meanwhile, the mysterious face I'd seen stayed in the same place for a little while and then disappeared. What? So it was still there when her husband was there, and then it just disappeared. Oh my god. That's creepy. That is so creepy. A few years ago, my parents went through a very difficult separation. We moved into a smaller house, and by the end of the first day, my youngest brother, who was about five years old, seemed to change completely. He went from being a rambunctious troublemaker to a very quiet child. 
At first, we thought that was great because the kid had been driving us crazy. But even two weeks later, or I'm sorry, two weeks after the move, we began to feel a little concerned that he wouldn't go into the kitchen or the backyard alone. One day, some friends came over and we spent the whole afternoon playing in the yard. My brother was having so much fun that he didn't even realize it was getting dark. Suddenly, he went white as a sheet and started crying, saying that there was a scary boy with a messed up face on the roof calling out to him. Oh my God, what? On the roof? On the roof. <gasps> Two days later, a neighbor told us that shortly before we had moved in, the couple who'd lived there went out one night and left their six-year-old son locked inside. <gasps> the kid had tried to make something to eat and ended up setting uh, fire to the kitchen. Oh my God. The neighbors managed to put out the fire, but the child apparently died right there in the yard. Oh my God. When my mom got back to the house, she started to frantically scrape the kitchen wall, and lo and behold, under the white paint was a burned wall. We moved out a few days later. Holy shit. That is scary as fuck. That poor kid. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. Okay. <laughs> my aunt had a spooky experience in the first house that she lived in after getting married. The house was a kind of basement with a really low roof, and she had to stoop down to enter. The story goes that every night when she slept, she felt something squeezing her chest. Ooh. One night, she opened her eyes and looked at the edge of the bed and saw that the mattress was dipped downward, as if someone was sitting there. Oh my god. She, de she decided to call in a folk here, here. <laughs> <laughs> a folk healer and a priest to clean out the house, and only then did the haunting stop. Whoa. That's... I've heard other stories where they see, like, the bed go down. Yeah. Like, that freaks me the fuck yeah. out. That would that would be so unsettling to see that in front of your face, because what is doing that? Yes. Oh, my God. Ugh, No. One day, I was over at a neighbor's house to lend her some things for a Halloween party. One of her friends, who I'd never met before, started talking about spirits. A little while later, he turned to me and said, Wow, I'm feeling a really bad energy behind you. Someone who has a name that starts with an I. I froze and said that my grandmother's name had been... I have no idea how to say this. Eracy? 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 It's R... I-R-A-C-I. -I. Yeah. And that she had died about a year before. I had dreamed of her often kneeling on the floor and begging for my forgiveness. This friend then told me that she was always close to me and she wasn't going anywhere until I did something about it. Whoa, what? I don't know. That Crazy. That really make much sense to me, but what? <laughs> I live with a ghost. I rented a furnished house for a hello hell of a great price and afterward I started hearing some sinister noises in the attic like footsteps or something heavy being dragged I called the exterminator and he said that everything was okay after a little while I started to realize that the cabinets in my kitchen simply wouldn't stay shut every time that I got home more and more drawers and doors were left open then one day when I got home from work all the doors on the wardrobe in my bedroom were open Oh my gosh. I called a pastor friend of my grandmother to pray over the house. It didn't work, and the ghost started to turn the lights on and off, as well as the TV while I was watching it. I did some research on the history of the house and discovered that a young lady had once died there, but I still don't know how the death came about. 
I've been living there for a year and seven months. For now, I'm just putting up with my supernatural roommate, particularly since they've never done anything to cause me harm, except for making a big mess. And turning off the TV um, when you're watching rude. it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with my shows. <laughs> There was a time when I was playing video games with my nephew. It was just the two of us. I thought I saw someone out of the corner of my eye in the house, but I didn't say anything. A few minutes later, my nephew asked me if Grandma was home, but I told him no. Then he asked who the woman who had walked by in the hallway was. I jumped up, and the light in the kitchen burned out. Our dog started barking and growling and kept staring under the table. Years later, my nephew and I were traveling and encountered an even scarier situation. We were sharing a room, and at night I heard moaning. I thought it was my nephew having a nightmare, so I woke him up. He said he thought that moaning was coming from me. Oh. I went back to sleep, but I remember feeling a cold hand on my foot at one point in the night. No. Um, what the fuck? That is weird. You know, uh, first of all, about that, just the thought of a ghost, like, huddling under the table... Yeah. And the dog is growling at it. It's so scary. Yes. And I don't know if I'm going crazy or not, but two times, once I was driving and once I was just like sitting in my house, I felt like I thought it was a bug, but like something like touched me or on my neck and like shoulder area Mm -hmm. two times. And... Both times I thought it was a bug, but, like, nothing was there. And Was it a piece of your hair, maybe? No, because both times I had my hair up. Hmm. So, like, it, nothing was on my neck. It was just weird. Yeah. Like, feeling stuff on the back of your... Yeah. Yeah. Once when I was lying in bed, I felt someone press up against me and whisper in my ear. I don't know where I found the courage to say, get out of here. Later on, I felt the same sensation again, so I called my grandmother to come sleep in my bed with me. As soon as she came, the phantom presence disappeared. Weird. My grandfather died when I was nine years old. He was always crazy about his grandkids, and we still see him appear randomly. Every time he appears, some bullshit is about to go down. (laughs) In fact, he once appeared to me, and the next day I got run over. Oh, shit. Sometimes it was cute, though. When my cousin was three, she was getting out of a bath when suddenly she started to laugh and hold out her hands. My aunt asked her what happened, and she said, Grandpa's pretending to hug me and blow kisses. My aunt, who was used to dealing with these random appearances from her dead father, asked where he was. My little cousin said that he had waved goodbye and flew up towards the ceiling. Oh my gosh. That gave me a chill. Yeah, that's so creepy. Kids are so (laughs) creepy. But you gotta believe them, though. Why? How would they make that up? Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna know to make something. Like I that. know. Oh my gosh! And he flew away. What? I know. Oh my god! <laughs> there is this mirror in front of my living room door near the entrance to the to the bedroom. Both my sister and I have seen it swinging randomly, even though all our windows were closed. Oh, that's creepy. That is. At my great aunt's house, whenever it is exactly 6 p.m., the doorbell rings, right at the time for Holy Mass and saying prayers. But she knows nobody is there because the corridor has a motion sensor and the lights don't go on. 
A priest has even been there to investigate, but the doorbell didn't stop ringing. That is so strange. That is weird. It's almost like a... Um, shit, what's it called? The ghost, the hauntings. The, oh, residual? Yeah, but it's something real is happening at the same time. I was thinking, what if there was some like internal alarm that <laughs> was activated to for it to oh. ring every every night it's i don't know why that would be a thing but that would be kind of funny if they found out that it was like totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very strange though weird when i moved to sao paulo i don't know if i said that right my husband and i slept on the floor of his parents house because we couldn't both fit in a single bed one day, I woke up in the middle of the night, looked under the bed, and saw my dead mother, only she was very much alive. She extended her hand toward me, and when I reached out, she started burning. What? I screamed and woke up my in-laws, my husband, and even the neighbors. What the fuck? That is creepy as fuck. That is terrifying. Yes. On so many levels. <sighs> I have visions of an old man wearing an ancient black suit and a hat. For some reason, I can't look him in the eye, and I always get really sick afterwards. <laughs> I lose my voice, my breathing freezes up, my heart pounds, or all of the above together. The day after, I wake up covered in bruises. What? That's weird. That is so weird. We were building an addition on the back of the house, and there was a flight... Wait. And there was a fight with our neighbor because she was using our trash bin without asking permission. <laughs> when we went to complain, she said that whoever was going to live in the addition would be haunted because just because we'd messed with her. We laughed about it and construction continued, but every damn day my dogs would begin barking at the place uncontrollably. It got to the point where my dad went out and found a folk healer. Only after that, the dogs stopped being afraid of the addition. Huh. Strange. My mother used to say that she always saw a random little girl in the house, but it hadn't happened in a while. Recently, my girlfriend was at our house and overheard my brother playing with a little girl in the living room, but there was no one actually in there with him. When we told my mom about it, she got covered in goosebumps and had a fit. We had to call her three times before she regained consciousness. Could it have been the same little girl? We don't know because my mom came back to herself but said that she couldn't remember a thing. Did that make sense? No. The she threw a fit thing kind of got me. That's Yeah, that's where it kind of... Yeah, all fell apart after yeah. that. <laughs> I guess maybe when they say threw a fit... Like, like she, passed out or something? Or I, like seizure? Maybe? I guess... I don't know. That, that was weird. If it's a seizure or something, that's creepy. Yeah. When I was around 12 years old, I woke up after midnight and there was a girl who was maybe seven years old kneeling and holding out a rose to me. I ran to turn on the lights and she disappeared. A few years later, my mom got pregnant and my new sister looked a lot like that little girl. Huh. Crazy. I always felt a dark presence in my bedroom, and that sensation stayed with me even after I moved. One day, I went to a friend's house, and, asked, and her grandmother asked if I had been baptized because there was a being following me. Ooh, weird. Ooh. 
When I was 10 years old, I slept with my sister in a room with a curtain for the door. One night I woke up, looked toward the curtain, and saw the silhouette of a tall, long-haired person. At the time, I thought it was my mom. When I looked away, I came face to face with the long-haired figure, slouched on the edge of my bed, looking at me. I instantly shook all over, got really scared, and only managed to close my eyes. I wasn't sleepy at all, but as soon as I closed my eyes, I passed out. I don't remember anything else from that night. Nothing else like that has happened since. But that figure intrigues me to this day. Holy shit, that sounds so scary. I know. I can't stand it when they do the... Like when you turn and someone's yeah. like right in your face. Yeah, or sitting on your fucking bed. Yes. Oh my god. In the early hours of January 7th, I was at my boyfriend's house and kept waking up randomly. Then at 3 a.m. or so, I woke up again feeling very afraid. I thought I might go smoke a cigarette in the living room, but when I looked toward the door, I felt like someone was there watching me. The presence got stronger and stronger. I cozied up to my boyfriend, and after a while, I fell asleep. In the morning, I woke up to the news that my grandfather had died in the night at 3 a.m. Holy shit, that's crazy. My grandmother told me a story about the time when my youngest aunt was 16 years old and the family was desperate to move out of their home. The reason? A ghost wouldn't let this aunt of mine sleep, eat, or anything at all. What? She lost weight really quickly and spent all night arguing with herself and telling the young man to go away because she wasn't going to marry him. Oh my! Nobody believed her until one day when my uncle decided to see this ghost for himself. He pretended to be asleep in bed beside her and ran out screaming because he said the young because he saw the young man too. What? Holy shit. Did you lose something? Okay. <laughs> in the house where I used to live, there was a little boy ghost who I saw sometimes saw. The first time was when I had some friends over. It was just the three of us until I saw the reflection of a boy wearing old-fashioned clothes. I was floored and told my friends. Suddenly, a pot on the kitchen counter was hurled through the air. It scared the crap out of us. The other time was when I was in my room listening to the radio. I had left the door open, and I saw this boy looking at me from the doorway. When I went to see him, he took off running. I thought it was my brother's, but they were in the living room watching TV. Years later, I found out that my cousin saw him, too. She described him perfectly to me, even though I've never told anyone about it before. That is so crazy. I love it when multiple people see the same thing. Oh, I know. It's so creepy. And this is my last story. This one time, my mom thought I had come home, said hi to my sister, and gone straight to the bathroom. My mom came in to check on me after a few minutes, saw that the bathroom was empty, and gave me a call to make sure everything was okay. Imagine her shock when I picked up the phone miles away in another city and told her, no, it wasn't me because I had just left work. Holy shit, doppelganger. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have some true ghost encounters that turn skeptics to believers. Okay. First one, I've written about this before, but once while falling asleep after a movie with my family, I was awoken by what seemed like a small boy running toward the couch we were in. I immediately sat up and braced for impact. Now, I would normally chalk it up to falling asleep, but my mom and dad also bolted awake at the same time. 
Before I could explain, my dad told me he saw a boy running toward us. His description of the boy matched mine, while my mother confirmed as well. So they were all asleep? It sounded like it. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Next one, I grew up in a very scientific family. I never knew my dad's stance on ghosts, but we were, but they were never talked about, so it really didn't matter. One day when I was in high school, we were eating dinner, and I decided to ask my dad about our old house and moving into it when I was just a baby, so he told me a story. Apparently, when we moved into this house, we lived there for about a week before we started receiving gifts once a week. Every Friday morning, my dad told me that there would be some sort of handcrafted gift sitting on the mantle of our fireplace. My dad was reasonably freaked out by this because we were the only ones with keys to the house and the last owner moved well out of state. So he informed the local police and they decided to patrol the property every Friday night looking for intruders. They found nothing and as you can imagine, the gifts kept coming. So my dad told me they eventually gave up and feeling helpless he went to their local church. Eventually, he had a priest come and bless the house, and we stopped receiving the gifts. What really freaked me out about this was the fact that my dad never believed in ghosts, and he didn't mention once that it was a ghost that was causing these gifts to appear. He's an engineer, so he always tries to debunk people's paranormal stories with a realistic explanation, but he was 100% serious with this story. One of the gifts we received, we actually still have. It's a wooden sled with a small painting of a man, presumably my dad, pulling me and my sister on a sled. We received this gift about eight months to a year before my mother passed away from cancer, so that made the painting on the sled very freaky in hindsight. My dad told me this story once, and he denied he ever told it to me when I asked him about it recently. Ooh. I would want gifts like that. That sounds beautiful. I know. That would be so interesting. I know. It, yes, definitely. Holy shit. Of course, if anything else happened. Yeah, but like but gifts. I'll take some gifts. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be creepy if like they were all paintings of the future. Yeah, that would be. That would be so yeah, creepy. I don't want to know about the future. Yeah. We're not meant to know that shit. No, no. Next one, I worked at a public pool. I would work alone after hours cleaning the building and the pool. One night around 2 a.m., I was cleaning the changing rooms, and the pool had been closed for about four hours at this time. I heard the sound of a child's laughter and bare feet running across the pool deck. I go out and scan the area. There's no one in sight. The doors are all closed and locked, and there's no kid, nowhere a kid would be hiding. No wet footprints on the pool deck. I recheck the doors and the security monitors. I'm the only person in the building. It was unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Next one, when I was in my late 20s, I was dating my girlfriend, soon-to-be wife. We had been together for a while. One summer, July 3rd, her sister was abducted and killed by a group of six men. All the men were eventually caught and tried. The trials and the aftermath for the family were devastating and debilitating for many, many years. Fast forward three months after the funeral, I arrived at my sister. I arrived at my girlfriend's house to wait for her to get off from her job as a nurse at a local hospital. Neither of her parents were home, just me alone in the house. So I went to the family room, turned on the TV, sat on the couch, got comfortable, and began to watch. 
Clear as a bell, I heard my girlfriend's sister's voice in my right ear, just off my shoulder, call my name. I turned to look at the seat next to me, and of course there was no one there. I stared at that spot in the couch for the, next to me for a long while. Feeling a bit uneasy, I turned off the TV and went outside to wait on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you, buddy. Yeah, that's creepy. And so sad. That's, yeah. That's horrible. That's very bad. Uh, next one, when I was about 10, 14, I had terrible insomnia. I would imagine things and felt incredibly unsafe as though I was being watched, although I never admitted this to anyone. I began only sleeping on the couch with my back against the wall and had to have the TV or some sort of light on. I missed an immense amount of school because of this, so my mom had, to, had me see a neurologist. The neurologist diagnosed me with some things, but the crazy part was during my sleep study, I slept amazingly well, no issues at all, and slept in a real bed. Eventually, I got transferred to a children's hospital, and speaking to the doctor, I explained I would see things and felt uncomfortable. They, uh, they had thought I was experiencing sleep paralysis. When they told my mom, she went ghost white. She pulled me aside and explained she was experiencing things too. She described in detail what I was seeing. That evening, she approached my brother and asked broad questions like, do you have anything weird happen in the home? He also described what we experienced. It was then that I realized we must have paranormal activity, and I've believed it ever since. When we moved out of that house, all my sleep issues abruptly stopped, and I haven't experienced it since. Hmm. That's crazy. Interesting. All of them experiencing the same thing? Yeah. Crazy. Next one, my girlfriend's grandfather's ashes were on a little shelf in the living room right next to a very solid, heavy angel statue. One weekend, she and I were fooling around on the living room couch, and out of the corner of my eye, I see the angel statue fly off the wall accompanied with a deep grunt. <laughs> now, when I say this thing flew off the wall, I'm talking seven or eight feet of air before landing on the hardwood floor, leaving a dent where the wing hit. Even if this thing had fell off the wall, it wouldn't have dropped. It would have dropped straight down, not soared with force. Both of us stood there in shock, and I whispered if she had heard the grunt as well, to which she agreed. So we both booked it for the day. That night at dinner, we told her parents what happened, leaving out the naughty bit, and Megan's younger sister burst into tears, saying she had seen a dark figure at the foot of her bed the last couple of nights, but didn't want anyone to think she was crazy. Grandfather that the grandfather had that had died had mental health issues that caused a lot of pain. After that day, I was a believer. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Next one, my wife and I swear that our daughter used to talk to ghosts when she was a toddler. She was an only child at the time. First instance I remember was her telling me that she was talking to Nana. That's what I called my grandmother, who had passed away about 15 years before my daughter was born. My daughter was young, so I hadn't even talked about Nana to her, so I showed her a picture and asked who she spoke to. There were four women, three of which I didn't even know, but without hesitation, she pointed to my Nana. Okay, no biggie. Some months later, my wife and I are trying for baby number two. After my wife gets pregnant, my daughter is sitting next to her on the couch and puts her hand on her belly and says, Mommy, there's a baby in there. 
Okay, maybe that's a coincidence. She overheard, her, she overheard us talk, uh, saying something. A few weeks later, my wife miscarries. Maybe my daughter picked up on our sadness, who knows, but again, she puts her hand on her stomach and says, Mommy, there's no baby in there anymore. Mm. Then several months and one more very early miscarriage later, my daughter tells us, I was talking to my brother last night and he said that my sister is coming to live with me soon. Again, she's an only child and had no living brother. We were still trying at this point, but had not taken any tests. We picked up we picked one up that night and sure enough pregnant. When the time comes to reveal the gender, I wasn't even interested. My daughter had already said it was a girl. Sure enough, I have two daughters. <laughs> That's creepy but kind of spooky. I know. <laughs> I would be asking her all kinds of things, mm-hmm. though. I would want, you know, I would just, I would be all about it. Yeah. Next one. I was always on the fence about ghosts because there's no scientific evidence of them being real. But my family moved into an old farmhouse when I was 12. This was a very old farmhouse with a built date around the Civil War. The original owner's name was still on the old barn out back, and we found numerous old antiques built into the walls when we completely renovated the place. A few odd and end things happened after we first moved in, but distinct things started happening to myself after I turned 16, but never to my sister until after she turned 16 too. The most prominent memory I have, the upstairs consisted of two bedrooms. One bedroom was the room at the top of the stairs. The second bedroom was a separate room just to the left of the top of the stairs. I had the private room and my sister's room was the landing. When someone walked up the stairs, it was very distinct. You could hear each individual step and the creaks got louder as the person approaching got closer. So one night I'm sitting on my bed watching TV or something and I hear my sister come up the steps and go lay down on her bed. So I start talking to her. When she doesn't answer me, I get annoyed and go into her room and figure out what her problem is. Only she's not in there. My mind was blown because I know I heard her. I call for her and she's been downstairs the entire time. We never felt threatened, but it did seem that this entity liked picking only on women. Even my mother, who absolutely does not believe in ghosts, had to admit some odd things had happened. I think the funniest thing was having my ponytail pulled while I was doing the dishes. I don't know why it was so funny, but it just cracked me up that whatever it was liked playing with my hair. Okay, next one. My grandma used to live with me. She was in the room next to mine and would get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, which is in my room. There is a drop from her room to mine, so we would put a nightlight outside the bathroom so she could see the way. It was like this for about 12 years. Only a few days after she passed away, I was in my bed with my cat and dog reading a book or something. I remember my cat and dog both waking up and looking to the nightlight. My cat got up and went to the light, pawing at it and making noises. My dog just stayed still, not barking. I would grab him so he would stay calm or go to sleep, but he never took his eyes off that spot. That's when I saw what I can only say looked like light bent around the nightlight. I was positive it was my grandma coming back to use the bathroom or to check on me in the house. To this day, she died about five years ago. I still have that nightlight there and turn it on every night for her. 
I haven't seen her or experienced anything like it again, but I'm sure she's still around. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And I hope to God after we die, we still don't have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's <laughs> like, going to the bathroom. That would suck. <laughs> Next one. I saw a reflection of myself at the end of a hallway in a friend's apartment building. Only he told me the day after there was never a mirror in that hallway. Still confuses me to this day. Ew. What? I don't like that. Next one, I was visiting my mother after my dad died. She went shopping with her sister and left me alone. I heard my dad as plain as day up in his room. He got up from his computer chair, walked over to the door and opened it. He walked down the stairs and stood on the last step for a few seconds before walking back up to his room and closing the door. I was probably five feet from him in the living room. I just froze. It scared the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I was eight when my grandma died. I was sad. So around two months passed and I was going to my grandma's house where my grandpa lived. So I was awake at 3 a.m. and hear footsteps from the bedroom door. I froze. I saw my grandma walking up to me. She said, hello, little sweetie, and walked away. It was not sleep paralysis because I could move my hands and feet. That morning, I told my grandpa about it, and he said, I've seen grandma almost every night. She likes to visit, so don't be scared next time. Aw, that's nice. Next one, I was staying in the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, the hotel that inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. Around 1 a.m., I heard what sounded like children running up and down the hallways, interspersed with laughter. I opened the door to see what the hell was going on and didn't see anything. Quick little buggers, I thought. Then the next morning, when my significant other and I took a tour of the building, the guide stopped directly in front of our room to tell us the story of young girls whose ghosts can be heard running up and down the same hallway. (laughs) That would be so creepy. Yes. Next one. When I was in fifth grade, I was playing with Silly Putty in my room when my mom called me down for dinner. I had molded it into a ball and placed it directly behind me. I'm talking as soft as can be here when i stood up to go downstairs i felt something hit me in the back of the head with some force so i turn around and see my silly putty ball on the ground i don't see my silly putty ground on oh my god (laughs) so i turn around and see my silly putty ball not on the ground anymore but bouncing on my windowsill until it eventually rolled back onto the floor. Needless to say, I ran downstairs hysterically trying to tell my mom what happened. Yeah, that's creepy. It's very creepy. Next one, I was having a conversation with my mom when I was a teenager. Mid-sentence, I felt a hand grab my arm and look to see who it was. No one was there, and my mom didn't see anyone. Apparently, the same thing happened to my sister a few weeks before. Also, all the random voices and bags falling off shelves and moving shadows in the periphery. I believe it was just the house that was haunted, but they weren't malicious, so it was all good. (laughs) Next one, one night I was watching TV and watched my older brother walk down the stairs holding my little brother, who was five months old. He walked over to me, handed me the baby, and walked out of the room. My brother was on a three-day field trip to D.C. Let's just say I didn't sleep for a while after that. Oh, that gave me creep or chills. Yeah, what the fuck? 
that's a doppelganger too. And it was holding the baby. Yeah, and oh handed it. Oh my god. Uh, what the fuck? No. And my last one. I was sleeping in a hotel room and something woke me up. I looked next to the bed. There was a woman sitting cross-legged on the floor below me, and she locked eyes with me, cocked her head sideways, and then floated up toward me before dissipating. I prefer to think that it was one of those hallucinations people have in that pre-awake stage, but damn, it was terrifying. Yeah. Holy shit, that's creepy. And those were mine. All right, it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! Someday, God willing, I will attend my children's weddings, refuse to eat what they serve, and demand butter noodles and nuggets. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that would be great. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that to Taryn. She is the worst. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Where's my nuggets and fries? <laughs> Six-year-old. Why does Jay have two mommies? Me. Some kids have two mommies, some have two daddies, some have a mommy and a daddy. All families look diff. Six-year-old. I wish I had two mommies. Oh, my God. My husband. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> my teen said I was old and out of touch. I told him to eat my shorts because that's hella whack home, skillet. <laughs> For reals, y'all. That's such a 90s thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) When people hold the baby and the baby cries and parents say, oh, he's just tired, we're lying. The baby really does hate you. Exactly. (laughs) My kid asked me for a burrito, but without all the yucky stuff inside, so I'm pretty sure he wants a tortilla. Yeah. Welcome to parenthood. You now tell the people behind you in mini golf to play through. What? People waiting on the people oh. with the kids. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My four-year-old says the wrong name for many things. It's adorable, but I do try to help him say the correct word. Today he said walnuts instead of Walmart, and I might have to let this one slide. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Most definitely. (laughs) While teaching your teen to drive, just know it's totally normal if you keep having flashbacks of the time they rode their tricycle over their sibling. (laughs) (laughs) Being a parent is cool because every morning I wake up the most tired I've been in my entire life, knowing I will somehow be more tired tomorrow. And then the baby goes goo or some shit, and it's like, I just did MDMA. Oh. <laughs> What's that? Um, it's, I believe it's Molly, so like you're oh. euphoric. Oh, okay. <laughs> New parent achievement unlocked. My daughter just rolled over, put her face really close to my face, and threw up in my hair. Oh my god! <laughs> I may not have taught my son how to start a campfire or throw a spiral, but by God, he will know how to properly open a box of cereal. (laughs) Those things are hard to open sometimes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 
took kids swimming and there were loads of people there. My five-year-old squeezed my hand and said, Daddy, I don't do busy. And I've never related to him more. Oh, my God. I love it. I don't it. either. I know. I don't do busy either. Yeah, I do not. That's cute. If it's busy, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> I've never met a better negotiator than a kid who doesn't want to go to sleep. <laughs> you do not know passive-aggressive until you listen to a parent answering questions from a child who won't go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> Prayers for my distraught five-year-old whose pet ice cube just melted in his apple juice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I tell all three of my kids that they are the password child. Oh, that's funny. My th three-year-old asked if he could play with some cock and balls. After giving him a blank <laughs> stare, he said, I want white, fluffy cock and balls. <laughs> Oh my god, I've never been so happy to let a toddler throw cotton balls all over my floor. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. Nine-year-old is yelling at the 13-year-old for eating most of the Fruit Loops, and 13-year-old is yelling at the nine-year-old for finishing the box, and I'm hiding in the breakfast room eating a bowl of Fruity Pebbles and hoping they don't notice me because I don't want to share. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, this one. Four-year-old says all these cars are in line for gas. She already knows way too much about the apocalypse. <laughs> And it's got a picture of, like, all the little cars in a row. Oh. <laughs> They're lined up for gas. Oh, oh my God. No, that's terrible. It is. Why is there always toilet paper on the bathroom floor and other mysteries of the parenting world? <laughs> my four-year-old didn't immediately run to the front window to watch the garbage truck go by today. So if you'll excuse me, I'll be sobbing into his baby onesies. Is he getting too old for that or something? I don't know. Okay. Oh, that was my last one. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, send in your stories. We need them. Goalsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.